is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. First of all, I would just like to, to th say Happy New Year because this is New Year's Eve. And uh, I'm thankful for those of you, the audience, who have been listening to the Bridge the Gap uh, episodes. Uh, we have had 27 episodes this year and over 1,125 minutes. And I found out that many of you are listening between the hours of 5 a.m. and 11 a.m., which means that you are starting your day by listening to this podcast. My listeners have increased over 520% uh, in this year, and followers uh, have increased by 250%. So I do thank you, and I hope that you are getting uh, more information, more factual information, because our goal is to help all of us change our worldviews in a positive way so that we can build relationships across all nationalities, all genders, <laughs> all um, ethnicities. And uh, one way to do that is to make sure that we are working on our own mind, body, spirit, and soul. And when we say mind, we mean educate yourself. So there are many ways of getting education. Of course, you can go to school and colleges and universities, but you can also read. You can read factual information, not just settle for what you heard, but you actually read it for yourself so that you have the facts and you can more clearly articulate uh, what uh, you want people to understand about you and about others who you know. And then also the body. Uh, we have talked about ways to help your body, anywhere from exercise to eating right. And we've talked about the spirit, how to do things that will increase your spirit awareness, uh, your, your attention and your time and your presence with God. Uh, and so also the soul, how can you control those emotions? How can you actually work on the character that you have? Uh, so that as you work on your character, you also have an opportunity to build relationships with others. So we've had a really good year. I want to thank you for that. Today, what I would like to do is we'll do a couple of things. We will only highlight a few of the um, podcasts that we've had this year. Uh, and then we will highlight health. We'll concentrate on the body because we want to start off 2022 with a more healthier us, okay? And then we will close out this podcast with one of Amanda Gorman uh, poems, which I think you will certainly enjoy. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Just a quick review of some of the things that we covered this year because we covered so much. We always try to cover subject matter that includes mind, body, spirit, and soul. So especially for the mind, we reviewed several books. One was The New Jim Crow. The other book was, we, we actually interviewed uh, the author Reed Frommer, and he wrote Racetrack, The Blind Spot of Privilege. And then also we reviewed My Grandmother's Hands by Rasma Minikin. These books were so wonderful because they open our eyes to so many things. One of, the, one of the gaps that we need to bridge is basically education, history, uh, why we behave the way that we do. And I think these, th these three books really did cover a lot of good information that was 
very relevant to how can we improve ourselves by better understanding the history of ourselves and others? And then also, how can we apply this information that we have received? Now that we understand the history, maybe we can also understand a little bit about behavior and why people do what they do, why they think the way that they think. And then also, why everyone doesn't think just like us. <laughs> and I think that's very important because sometimes we feel that everybody must think like us or they're wrong. And so there are many things that influence a person's thoughts. And so we appreciate educating and giving opportunity for people to hear about different books and read those books. So I would highly recommend these books here for educating your mind and bridging the gap there in education. The uh, second area that we looked at was the body. And so we had a conversation with Pamela Hunter-Smith and Pamela shared with us a lot about nutrition, why she is so into nutrition. And she suggested things that we could try for different illnesses that we may have. And then in addition to that, we uh, were able to read Healthy at Last, which is a book that I will give a little bit of the review or summary of that book in today's podcast, because Healthy at Last was exceptional. It actually was written by the new mayor of New York, uh, Eric Adams. And so that book was very refreshing because it gave us a lot of great ideas as to how to change our eating habits and diet uh, by going more plant-based. And we know that everyone cannot do plant-based and it takes time to migrate if that's what you choose to do. But we are finding out from information and research that has been done by Eric and others that he's worked with doctors. We find, we're finding out that there's a big difference in uh, the way that we're eating in America and the way people eating, say, in South Africa and what type of illnesses and diseases we may have here that are not present in some other countries based upon diet. So not based upon DNA, but based upon diet. And then we also looked at spirit. So we looked into guidance. How does, how does one really follow God? How does one really hear the voice and know that they hear the voice of God? So I would encourage you to go back and take a listen to that. In addition, we talked about meditation and also listening, the importance of listening to others and taking the time to listen to God. And so that is difficult. Many people will ask, well, how do you know it's God's voice? How do you know it's God's talking? And so I would encourage you to go and listen to some of the listening uh, episodes within the spiritual and then also meditation, information about meditation. And then also the soul. So with the soul, uh, there were several things. My grandmother's hands could also fall into that particular area as well. So that's by Rasma Minicum. And so the reason why that can fall in there is because not only does he tell us about the gaps, why there is why there are issues sometimes between races of people and why there are issues within families uh, because of a number of things in our history and that history goes all the way back to Europe into the Middle Ages and how people 
treated each other then and brought that into America. And that has continued, the way people mistreat each other has continued over the centuries. And so he also gives excellent exercises for everyone to try when they're feeling like they are just overwhelmed, they're feeling like they've had enough. (laughs) Uh, And so they need to sometimes find a way to just calm themselves, to settle. He used the word settle themselves. So I would encourage you to go and listen to that. It was very good. And then also under the area of soul, uh, we talked about um, identifying jealousy, envy, and strife and how that relates to purpose, calling, and empathy. And you will want to take a listen to that because sometimes we don't even know why we're exhibiting or we're exhibiting jealousy, envy, and strife, but we're not aware that we're exhibiting that. And most of the time it has to do with frustration of either not understanding our purpose and so we're trying to do what someone else is doing but that's not our purpose or calling so we're frustrated and when we see someone else do it with ease very it's just very easy for them <laughs> it's very smooth and it's because it's a gift or talent uh, or calling that God has shared with them given to them and so this is why we do need to identify within ourselves What is that? And one of the ways we do that is by spending time with God. So these are just a few of the things that we covered this past year. I would encourage you to go back and take a listen. As a matter of fact, there are probably about 80, I think, episodes from the last two years uh, that you may want to go and take a listen to. But we talk about gaps in corporate America. We talk about gaps in not hearing the voice of um, our minorities within the United States. We talk about there are so many different gaps that we discuss. So just go back and take a listen. Now what we will focus our attention on is our body. So how can we be more healthy for 2022? And one of the books that I've chosen in, uh, for you to review with you, just a short summary, is Healthy at Last by Eric Adams. Now for your 2022, I would recommend two books, uh, especially concerning your health. Now you can read as many as you would like, but uh, these I thought were especially helpful. So Healthy at Last by Eric Adams. And then the other book is The Cooking Gene by Michael W. Twitty. And the difference in those two books is one is that Healthy at Last is talks about more plant-based diets, And it talks about uh, how it can prevent and reverse things like diabetes and other chronic illnesses. And he gives you a pretty good roadmap as to how you can go about doing that. Now, The Cooking Gene by Michael Twitty, it gives an excellent history of food, how it got to America, how many of our food products that are very healthy for us, especially our leafy greens, our seeds, Uh, our beans, uh, potatoes, things of that nature, sweet potatoes, how those things came from West Africa uh, and and really has spread in most parts of the world. What I found interesting in that book is that as I traveled into other countries, I remember being in China and Singapore and I was eating what people refer to as goobers, 
which in the south, a uh, southeastern portion of the United States, we those are large peanuts that you can actually boil in water with salt and you eat them uh, after you have boiled them and they're really good. I had those in Singapore as well as in China. And then when it, when I was in Brazil, uh, they wanted to take me up on the mountains so that I could experience, as they call it, authentic Brazilian food. And actually the foods that they were presenting to me were things like cracklin, things that I have eaten before in the southeastern portion of the United States. And so I was beginning to think that the, the common thread through some of these countries that I was visiting and they were referring to their food as authentic, whatever their country. What I, the conclusion I was coming to, but I had no proof that the, the common denominator must be Africa. So when slaves were brought all over the different countries of the world, some of those foods and traditions came with them. And so Michael Twitty is one, uh, The Cooking Gene, you may really want to pick that book up. It is exceptional, where it gives a lot of history about foods, where they came from, which foods, which soul foods, uh, quote unquote soul foods, are more healthy for us than others, and which soul foods uh, have been uh, advertised by corporations to help us to believe that they are authentic, and some of them are not as authentic because they may not be as healthy for us as the foods were in the countries that they originated in. So now let's go to Healthy at Last. Looking at this, it's uh, this is the title of the book, Healthy at Last by Eric Adams, A Plant-Based Approach to Preventing and Reversing Diabetes and Other Chronic Illnesses. And so one of the things that he says is that he used to have a problem, like most of us, with comfort foods. So any t- anything to kind of take the edge off the day. We've had a long day, a hard day. Uh, we've had interesting relationships with people at, that we didn't appreciate. And so we come home or we go by a fast food place just to pick up something to kind of soothe our day. Uh, it's called compassion, as he referred to it as compassion fatigue. And also he describes it as vicarious trauma. So he happened to have been a police officer. And uh, this is why he would come home with, you know, after having a hard day of seeing all sorts of things, crimes as well as deaths and everything else that day. And he found himself stopping at fast food places, becoming overweight and having sugar diabetes. And so... He was able to reverse all of that by going to what he called a plant-based diet. Now, he worked with a doctor on this. And just to say this, read the book. I am certainly not the expert, but I will say that after reading the book, I think everyone in our book club has started to change their diet to more plant-based foods. Now, I have not completely gotten rid of all meats. Uh, I have been eating chicken and salmon for years, but I'm even taking less of that now. So uh, meats like salmon and chicken I'm doing just maybe two days out of a week as opposed to seven days a week Uh, and certainly not several times a day because I've found out that 
consumption of meat uh, does make a difference in our health. So some of the things that he said, learn to replace mac and cheese with rice and beans. Uh, and because all of those are carbohydrates, but some are just not as good as others, especially with the macaroni because of the cheese. Uh, he also suggests that we cut our animal products and we cut our processed foods. So things like hot dogs, hamburgers, ribs, chicken, salmon, shrimp, catfish, eggs, dairy products. Some of those things we need to gently release from our diet. If you can't release all at once, maybe just start releasing one or two things that you're doing because all those we're finding out from his research and his doctor's research that these are not as healthy for us. Then he said, add things like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and then to replace your regular whole milk, you can replace that with coconut milk or almond milk or soy milk. And then also add brown rice instead of white rice, brown rice, and instead of so much meat, tofu. And then he has the great thing about it is that he he gives us information. Like, here are some facts that he found out during his research. He found out that there was a city in China that had hundreds uh, of thousands of people uh, basically uh, followed over a long period of time, and they found out that many of the people did not die from heart disease. Those that were less than 65 years old, there was just very few of them who died from heart disease. Whereas if we were to compare that to the United States, we average approximately 600,000 deaths to heart disease. And then there is 30 million Americans living with diabetes and 84 million living with pre-diabetes. So uh, they're finding out that diet more than DNA has to do with these facts and statistics. Uh, He also talked about another reason for plant-based diet, not only to be healthier, but it helps you also in losing weight. So when he first started his plant-based diet, within two months, he lost 35 pounds. Now, I have actually lost weight since I've been doing the plant-based as well. Not not as much as he has, but I have lost weight, uh, and I have noticed a change and difference with me changing gradually to eating more plants, more vegetables, more fruits, And then he goes on to say that in Uganda, they have found out that coronary heart disease is almost non-existent because of their diet. So their diet include things like plantains, sweet potatoes, corn, pumpkins, tomatoes, leafy greens. And then also they found that there's a group of seven-day Adventists in San Francisco where they have followed about 89,000 people over 10 years And they have found that they uh, have very little compared to the rest of, say, other Californians or that are not on 
plant-based diets, they have found a significant difference in their health. They have found that these seven-day Adventists that are purposely eating more plant-based foods are living on average 10 years longer than others in the same communities. It's just that the Seventh-day Adventists in that particular area is focused on eating healthy. So he also talks about in the book uh, eating meats and dairy products have attributed to things like breast cancer and also prostate cancer, uh, dementia. And so things like this we were not as aware of or we didn't realize that some of these things that we consider to be natural aging things are actually attributed to our diets, something that we can control and not just the DNA, but our diets. So he just says, instead of some of the meat and fish, you want to start trying your whole grains, berries, legumes. And then he also talks about uh, the good thing uh, is how to switch to plant-based diet food. So he gives you more history, more facts and statistics as to the difference in how people um, can reverse some of their terminal illnesses by changing their diet to plant-based. So he tells you how to gradually switch in this book. He also talks about new fruits and vegetables that maybe you have not tried because you just, you know, it, it was just not as something in your environment or maybe your family of origin or friends are not eating these particular fruits and vegetables, but he gives you many ideas as to how to um, create dishes with vegetables and fruits that are very tasty. The other thing he does is he talks about, he gives you an alert to watch out for sodium. So when you're in the grocery store, read the packages for sodium and sugar because sodium and sugar sometimes hide in plain sight. Uh, I remember picking up a keto ice cream, uh, thinking that, oh, this should be good for me to eat. Uh, And so I looked at it, 180 grams of sodium was in one bar. And because I now have limited my salt intake, I noticed it right away from the first bite. I could tell the difference, like, oh, this feels like I'm just eating salt. So salt, of course, in some of us will increase our blood pressure, which is not good. The other thing he does in this book is he talks about, he he does this education process on vitamins and minerals, which ones are better for you, um, which ones you may want to be careful with, And the key thing is always, always, always read the ingredients of everything. When you're in the grocery store, when you're choosing your vitamins, your minerals, so that you can, you will know exactly what you're putting into your body. The other thing he talks about is not only do we pay attention to what we eat, and not only does he tell us, here are recipes for you. So you can make some tasty meals that you will really enjoy and you will still be healthier, uh, stronger, and you will be losing weight while you're becoming more healthy. So he suggested 
you must have a spiritual practice. So that's why one of the things we do at Bridge the Gap, we talk about how to bridge the gap by improving our mind, our body, spirit, and soul. So you must have spiritual practices that you use every day. Something. And so, of course, he gives you ideas, but of course, that's left up to you which spiritual practices are working best for you. And then last of all, he talks about exercise, the importance of exercising. Now, I hate to tell you this, but we may have to let some of those fried foods go, and I know how tasty they are, but uh, we will have to do that, I think, um, in order to um, be more healthy. Now, the other person I would like to mention uh, briefly uh, would be uh, the book, uh, The Cooking Gene by Michael Twitty. Uh, this book is very helpful. Also, he will also give you some recipes, but you actually will have more recipes in Healthy at Last than you'll have in The Cooking Gene, but you will have some outstanding history in The Cooking Gene, so I highly recommend that. Um, one of the things that um, that the author wants to make clear to us is that we need to be careful with things like colon cancer because we're seeing more of that in the United States. We're seeing about 50 to 60 cases of that per 100,000 people every year, whereas in places like South Africa, where people have more of a plant-based diet, it's only about five people out of 100,000, and this is black people, that develop colon cancer. So five out of 100,000 people in South Africa, 50 to 60 black people out of the 100,000 in America. So there is a significant difference in just how we do our meals. Be aware that because corporations, of course, want to have good revenue generation, they will advertise fast foods and supersizing your meal. They will also place the fast food um, restaurants in especially minority neighborhoods, most definitely African-American neighborhoods. And sometimes it is advertised to us as a convenience because we're so busy and working so hard, so it's so convenient to just stop and get that fried chicken, stop and get that hamburger. But the sodium and the sugar that you're putting in your body is also interrupting your immune system. And right now, as we're dealing with COVID all over the world, we do not need to compromise our immune systems whatsoever. So these are just some a summary. I highly recommend getting the book and reading the book. There's another thing that you may want to see on Netflix there. It's called High on the Hog. It also gives a greater history of soul food, of food, where foods come from that America is known for, but actually came, was brought uh, with the slaves from Africa. Africans actually cooked certain meals like mac and cheese and things like that. Uh, but then also concentrate on the healthier leafy green vegetables and things like that for your health. So we want to be healthy in 2022. We want to change our diets gradually so we don't have to do it all at once. 
but we want to be more healthy so that we can be more happy in 2022. like to thank you so much, my wonderful, wonderful audience uh, that has been with me in 2020 and 2021. And those of you who are starting your day by listening to this podcast, I really hope that it has been helpful, factual information for you. And in cases where we're talking spiritual practices, hopefully you are starting to think more deeply about what practices work best for you out of some of the ones that we offer up. Uh, I really appreciate you, God's blessing upon your 2022 year. And just to let you know, starting January, one of the other mini gaps that we have not touched on yet. Uh, And so this will fall under mine or education. And this uh, is the wealth gap that's within the United States of America. So we will talk particularly about the the gap Uh, that's in ownership of land and real estate. So be aware that we that's coming in January. We already have people lining up that we will be interviewing and talking to about that. And stay tuned because we have uh, Amanda Gorman, one of her wonderful poems, and it's called Fury and Faith. You will love it. Have a wonderful 2022. God's blessing upon your life and your family. Amanda Gorman, from her book of poems and the title of the book, Call Us What We Carry. The title of the poem, Fury and Faith. You will be told this is not a problem, not your problem. You will be told now is not the time for change to begin told that we cannot win. But the point of protest isn't winning. It's holding fast to the promise of freedom, even when fast victory is not promised. Meaning, we cannot stand up to police if we cannot cease policing our imagination. Convincing our communities that this won't work when the work hasn't even begun that this can wait when we've already waited out a thousand suns. By now we understand that white supremacy and the despair is demands are the destructive as is as destructive as any disease. So when you're told that your rage is reactionary, remind yourself that rage is our right. It teaches us it is time to fight in the face of injustice. Not only is anger natural, but necessary because it helps carry us to our destination. Our goal is never revenge, just restoration, not dominance, just dignity, not fear, just freedom, just justice. Whether we prevail is not determined by all the challenges that are present, but by all the change that is possible. And though we are unstoppable, if we ever feel we might fail, if we are fatigued and frail, when our fire can no longer be fueled by fury, we will always be fortified by this faith 
found in the anthem. The, the vow, Black Lives Matter. No matter what, Black lives are worth living, worth defending, worth every struggle. We owe it to the fallen to fight, but we owe it to ourselves to never stay kneeling. When the day calls us to stand, together we envision a land that is liberated, not lawless. We create a future that is free, not flawless, again and again, over and over. We will stride up every mountainside, magnanimous and modest. We will be protected and served by a force that is honored and honest. This is more than protest. It's a promise. Amanda Gorman, Fury and Faith. I hope you've enjoyed this poem by Amanda Gorman. And thank you again for joining us at Bridge the Gap. This is Shirley Smith. Happy New Year 2022.